0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Siobhan's Stuff, the podcast where I, your host Siobhan, talk about stuff. So, I think a really appropriate first episode for my podcast would be just to talk about stuff that I like. <laughs> so, today I will be going over all of my favorites from the month, the year, I'm sorry, of 2021. What a year that was, <laughs> I thought it'd be good to kind of, like, put that year behind us and focus on the good things from that year, or at least the things that I liked. <laughs> um, and hopefully, you know, as I'm going through my favorites, hopefully you find a couple of new things to try out, um, whether it be music, a lot of them are music-related, um, games, new artists, different things. So, come on, take the, come on, take the journey with me. Come on, let's go. All right, so... Starting with music. Um, I have a little BGM back here. Um, I felt like it was appropriate to start with the music. And the song that's playing is actually my top song of the year. The song is called The Golan Song by Suman and Slump. Um, It's a Korean song. It is. But I know you hear it in the back. I know you hear that shit in the back. I know. It's fire. It's so good. It's so good. They're both producers. Um... And Suman, I've been just a fan of for quite a while. Um, I think she deserves a lot more recognition, as well as Sloan as a producer, um, and just Suman as an artist. I think her voice is really nice, really unique as well. Um, the song is really groovy, like chill and groovy. I don't know. Every time I listen to it, I just want to just like start just dancing, bro. Like just not, like, full-out dance, but it's, like, a nice little, like, hey, hey, hey type shit. Like, oh, man, I love this song. me in such a good mood every time I listen to it. Um, If you're into, like, chill but, like, groovy songs, you'll definitely like this one. Alright. Next song on my list is Somebody by Keshi. See, the thing about Keshi is he'll, like, tease songs and then put it out, like, I forgot about it. So he put, like, a um, a teaser of the song on spot, Spotify on TikTok. And I was like, oh, yeah, when you're releasing this, boy, because this song sounds so good. Then I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot about the song for so long. And then I was on TikTok randomly, and I was like, oh, is that the uh, no, notification at the top? Like, so-and-so post a new video. And in my case, it was Kessie post a new video. And it was somebody out now. And I was like, Huh He made me music since when, and then I heard the little opening, and I was like oh, it's the song. It's the song I've been waiting for. I for, totally forgot, so then I listened to it instantly fell in love, instantly fell in love. The song is very spicy, but like it's not like super spicy, but like it's a song you play during like spicy occasions, it's really good, it's really good, like all the songs are good though like. We know this. If you if you know him, you know this. This is just like fact. The song is good. Um, it's really nice. I I can't say nothing bad about it. I I can't say anything that would change. I wish it was longer. That's, that's true for most of the songs. Anyway, I wish a lot of them were longer because a lot of them are really good. Especially beside you. Stop. That song is so good. I wish it was longer. Keshi, if you're listening to this, I doubt you ever will. But if you're listening to this. Make, like, a four-minute song, please. Please. (laughs) Just, like, your songs are so good, bro. You make them so short. Maybe it's a marketing tactic. I don't know. It's probably a marketing tactic because I know you. I don't know you like that, but I know you well enough to know that, like, I think you're a smart man. You're a smart man. I think you know what you're doing. You're trying to make your songs short. People got to replay them more. Yeah, Now I got your business strategy. It's fine. But it's a request for twenty twenty two make like a four minute song, please, and thank you <laughs> but the song is really good um I definitely recommend it um even if you aren't like getting into any kind of like spicy scenarios um you know with the panorama going on um I don't know I like the song i I feel like I feel like a badass when I listen to it like in a way it's weird because it's like. I'm not even gonna say what it's like because I can't explain it myself. <laughs> but it's still a great song. I highly recommend it. Um, my second favorite song of the year. Love that song. Um, my third favorite song of the year is one that I found kind of late. So I feel kind of bad for putting it in here. But I'm gonna throw it in there anyway. Um, say Yes from an artist called Ocean from the Blue. Stop it. I show the song to my sister. I have a twin sister, and she picked me up from work one day. And I play this on the like the car, like whatever the Bluetooth in the car, and <laughs> my sister's so funny. she's really funny. um she's making a podcast too. um check hers out when she makes it. fantastic. she's hilarious, um but I put it on in the car and like so I had like these like four beats in the intro, and she was like, "Oh, did Pharrell make this song." and I was like, "No." And then he starts singing, "Converse is skinny Jean." And then she was like, "Oh." she said it's a certified hood (laughs) classic and honestly it's really like it's like another like chill and groovy song but like more of like a hip-hop element into it it's giving me very much like um, maybe like 90s early 2000s hip-hop vibe love that song it's so good it's in korean as well But the vocals are really solid. I like the rap I do. Um, I think... uh, I forgot the guy who's featured on it. I am so sorry. I think it's, like, Unofficial, I think his name is. Or Unofficial Boy. Yep, Unofficial Boy. I was right. Um, His rap is really good in the song. And I think it really goes well with the song as well. Adding more to that hip-hop element. Because I feel like without it, it would just be more of, like, kind of just, like, a groove song, like... Um, Suman and Sloan song that I mentioned earlier, you know. But I'm really glad they added that rap. It's a great song. The pre-chorus slows down really nicely, and then it picks back up in the chorus in a really not obnoxious way, and I really like that. Because I don't know if you listen to, like, songs sometimes, and it's, like, they'll slow down or, like, have, like, some kind of, like, breakdown in the song somewhere, and then, you know, it'll hop into, like, the next section of the song pre-chorus chorus bridge whatever and you're just like who allows you to do that because that don't even sound good <laughs> like it would just be so abrupt they'll kind of build up or the build up's really weak or it's like like i guess for lack of a better term like the climax this is just like really underwhelming like that build up for what you know what i'm saying so eh, don't like that but say yes love that so it definitely deserves a spot on on this list for sure. It's definitely been on like my Spotify on repeat playlist. Also, note, none of these couple of these, they might be, but none of these top five are in like my Spotify wrapped. I'll mention those my honorable mentions. These are like my top picks for my favorite songs of the year. Just putting that out there. Alright. Next song. I want to talk about the song forever. Okay. Next song. Look it up right now as I'm talking. Right now. Open up Spotify. Apple Music. No streaming service you have. Look up love song from Maria Isabel. Stop it. Because this song It's not a song about like a romantic kind of love. It could be. That's not how I interpret it though. Um that song I can't it, it, it puts such a veil of like self-love over me when I listen to it like I don't know first time I heard it I found on TikTok as well she did like a little um like snippet of it and she made like her audio on the TikTok she was making and whatever you know how it goes so then I was waiting for the song to come out and the song finally came out and I listened to the whole thing and for some reason I just cried (laughs) not in a bad way clearly but like in a way where it was like Because part of the song, it says, um, take it easy on me, I'm doing my best. You know, like, you make me feel safe, and I want to feel loved, you know? And I don't know, like, those aren't the exact lyrics verbatim, but along those lines, right? I can't begin to, like, express how, like, hard-hitting that was for me at the time, like, because it took me a while to realize that, like, even now in 2022, as I'm recording this on what, t- what is today, J- January 10th, okay, I realized that I don't really want, or I don't, I didn't really crave, like, love like that. I wanted, like, you know, security. I want people to take it easy on me. I'm going through a lot, like, and also take it easy on myself. I'm really hard on myself. I really am, although I seem like a just a like, goofy person to the people who know me. You know, if you listen to this, you might not know who I am. But the people who know me, they know I'm just, like, a really, just, like, goofy, energetic, bright person, right? But I'm insanely hard on myself. Like, I beat myself up over every small thing, every small inconvenience ever. And I haven't stopped doing that. So when I listened to the song, she was, like, this t- and her vocals, I don't know, I think it added to it. Like the song isn't, okay, when I say this, don't, don't take offense to how I'm saying this, right? But the song isn't anything special in terms of like instrumental. It's not like, you know, like a lot of substance or a lot of instrumentals in the back, but I love that. And I think it fits beautifully with that song. The instrumental is just very light, but like delicate almost. It's just so just pleasing to listen to. And it makes you want to feel loved and like you hear the instrumental and along with Maria's vocals, they're so beautiful. And I guess for lack of a better term, pure in this song, like I can really feel her emotions in the song, even though the song isn't like any kind of like strong vocal, heavy ballad, you know, she really conveys, you know, this emotion, beautifully in this song the very soft and delicate instrumental with her pure and this beautiful voice is putting her heart into this into these lyrics is a beautiful song it is so beautiful it I, I can't I really can't express like how much it really changed my it did it changed my life and I think it's let's talk about it for a second I really enjoy it when I hear somebody say, you know, like, this song saved my life or this song really changed this for me. I think people really underestimate the power that music has. Music is an art form. It's like poetry but it's like with, like, music behind it. <laughs> I think music is such a powerful thing. It can bring such people together. Um, you know, it can convey emotions that might be hard to talk about. And it can be such a... Uh, such a great, like, form of, like, self-therapy, a great coping mechanism. I think it's fantastic. Um, And for her to make this song and to put it out there, and honestly, not a lot of people are talking about this song, and we need to talk about it more. It's crazy how music can just invoke so much emotion out of people. I think it's astonishingly beautiful to think about. I really do. but but enough with that rant Uh, I can talk about music in a whole separate episode I have a lot of episodes planned so hopefully you stick around to see what other things I come up with but I'm not going to talk about that forever because like I said before I started talking about it I can talk about the song forever I really could (laughs) but I definitely recommend you listen to it especially after 2021 I feel like a lot of us are just really stressed and oh goodness like the Marion running around here doing his world tour, you know, like, and now everybody's, like, catching it because it's really contagious. Like, a lot of people, we're just not, we're not in it right now. 2021 was just not it for a lot of people. Now, for some people, it was a transformative year, a beautiful year for them, and I'm really happy for you. But for like people that I've talked to, 2021 kind of sucked. Not as much as 2020, but 2021 definitely sucked. Um, so there's that. So like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. because <laughs> I say all that to say, I think this song will definitely um, help you out the same way it helped me. If you're kind of feeling that stress and burnout of the past year, definitely give love song a listen. It really just, you just listen to it. I just felt like this calm. Felt very lovely. But enough of that. <laughs> Maria Isabel, if you're listening, I doubt you ever will, but if you ever do, I'm a big fan. Love you, girlie. Keep making great music. Okay. And my last favorite song of the year, before the honor- No, you know what? I'm doing honorable mentions first. Even though I top, even though I mentioned the first favorite song of the year, I'm doing the last one now. It's fine. I'll do honorable, I'll do honorable mentions now, and then we'll talk about the last song. Because I want to talk about that one a lot. Okay. So- first honorable mention ah love the song stop it Virgo Reggie Pell I stop it stop it everybody shut up everybody shut up first of all I love Virgos I love Virgos I'm sorry my best friend like one of my favorite people ever he's a Virgo um we get along so well um I love the pieces I do and I have another friend who's a Virgo love her she's just an amazing sweet, caring, compassionate person, and I don't know, I think the Virgos are just so cool, okay, with that little backstory in mind, this song, I feel, is the epitome of a Virgo, or how I view Virgos, anyway, the song is just so, ah, it's just, ah, like, I don't know, like, my perception of Virgos can be different than your perception of Virgo's, but the vibe of the song is, like, real, you know, I have it playing in the background. I'm gonna see if I can just put that on real quick, because maybe you can see what I'm talking about. Because I can't explain things well, I get really excited about it, like how I am right now. But like that song is—it's like the epitome of a—it's like the embodiment of a Virgo. Here it is. Sorry, I'm wrong. The guy's name is Reggie Snow, featuring Pell. My bad. Sorry, Reggie. I'm not a fake fan. I promise. Might be a fake, <laughs> but. I don't know. When I think about a Virgo, I think about someone who's, like, chill and knows how to have fun, but, like, they know how to take care of those around them and is responsible in that regard. And, and like, in this song, he's talking about, like, how he's going to be there for, like, his his neighborhood, his family, and things like that. But also, like, this song, this song that you need to turn up to, you need to blast this shit, you need to turn up to this shit, like... And I think, I don't know, just, like, having, like, that balance of, like, caring about people and also just, like, knowing, like, you're surrounded by people who want to party with you, get lit, have fun, turn up. I think that's such Virgo energy to me. I love hanging out with Virgos. We always have such a fun time. And every time I listen to this song, I'm in such, like, a party mood almost that I'm just, like, ready to just fucking do, like, a whole little stomp in the yard dance, even though this is not an appropriate song for stomp the yard, but, like. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just ready to start doing my whole little, like, step up to the street stance. Like, you know, like, I'm ready. I love this song. Um, and also, like, even though I didn't find this song this year, did I? No, I'm lying. I'm definitely lying. I found a song this year, like, at the beginning, like, very Oh my gosh, 2021 felt so long. Oh my goodness. Holy guacamole! Jeez, it feels like twenty twenty one is like three years. Oh my goodness! Anyway, <laughs> I found the song like at the, be- like the beginning of this year, and um the friend who I was describing the guy, um he unfortunately passed away in twenty twenty, um he was murdered. Um, but every time I listen to the song, I think about him, and I think that this would be a song that he would really enjoy. Knowing him, I feel like he would like this song. So I think it's kind of like a little another reason why I really like this song, but like, it's a really good song. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not debating that, but like, I don't know. Me personally, I like songs with like a bit more meaning to them. Not to say this song doesn't have meaning. Like this song is, neither song needs to have like a deep meaning. That's not what I'm trying to say, but with the other songs that I had on there, like a couple of them, my last one, um, I put that one in my top five instead of this one, just for a different reason. And I'll get into that when I talk about that song, but regardless, the song, fire. The song, bang. Love the song. I, I I don't know what to say. Like, I fucking love this song. This song is so good. Everybody listen to it. Add to your playlist right now. It's phenomenal. It's so good. It's amazing. All right. So, with that being said, our next honorable mention. All right. Moon by Carl Benjamin. Because, listen, this song, how did I find it? I think I found this on TikTok as well. For a while, I, like, I was cycling through a lot of, like, music TikTokers where they would either, like, recommend new music or do music reviews or even make their own music. Like, I would always just be looking for the new, like, what can I add to my playlist today? Like, what is it? What what new song can I add to my playlist today? So I would just go through TikTok and scrolling for hours and hours through these same, like, what, 15 accounts. Um, and I found this one. And it recommended a song, the song Being "Moon" by Carl Benjamin. Before I get into my little why I love this song so much, I want to put it out there. I play instruments. I make my own music. I've taken, you know, music theory classes in high school and college. So I'm not just talking out my ass, okay? I mean, I definitely am. But, you know, there is some, like, you know, intelligence knowledge behind my words, right? I all that to say this song is beautifully like arranged. Like I Okay, so the song is called Moon, right, which is, you know, like in the sky, a celestial thing, you know, in space. How he I don't know how he did it. He oh, I can't. I can't. Okay, there's a part I'm talking about the instrumental here. No no words. When The first verse is over, and the chorus happens, right? There's this, like, crescendo at the end of the chorus, and it, like, like, fades out into the beginning of the second verse. And when I tell you I, like, ascended out my body when I heard... Oh, stop. Carl. Carl. I need answers, bro. What did... What were you on when you wrote this song? Because whatever you had, I need because I need to be able to write songs like that. The instrumental in that song just goes crazy. The itch, I can't. I mm, the instrumental just goes crazy. I'm not gonna say too much about it because I I want you to experience it. I want you to experience it. I think the song's instrumental is so just unique in a in an amazing way. Like it's supposed to be like you know like a love song kind of thing, like trying like, to like seducing a girl, that I bother, blah blah blah. Like, whatever. I don't care about the lyrics. The lyrics are fine. I have no beef with them. My main thing about how much I love the song is the instrumental. His vocals in the song too crazy. There's this um at the like near end of the song, like after like you know yeah like the final chorus and like an artist normally like does the chorus twice, right? He did the chorus twice, but the end of like that first like chorus at the end. I hope I'm making sense when I talk like this. When he got to like that first out of those two last choruses, right? He had like this harmony. He's like, baby. And the the harmony on that alone, I'm not gonna, I'm, I can't harmonize with myself like that because I only got one voice here. But if you can hear it though, it's so good. Listen to, listen to the song. I'll, I'll wait. you listen to it, yeah, I know, right? It's, it's amazing, right? I said the same thing. <laughs> no, but seriously, add it to your library. Give it a listen. Um, Carl, um, listen. If you ever need, like, someone to harmonize with on your music, my lower register is great. My higher one is not like that because my voice is kind of deep for a lady. But you ever need somebody to do, like, a nice, like, lower harmony, like, a lower, like, female voice harmony with you, I'm down. Hit me up. My number's fuck kidding. (laughs) All right. But no, that song is fantastic. I really do. I definitely give that song like a 10 out of 10. Like that song is beautifully composed. Whoever wrote it, Carl, if it was you or somebody else, they deserve a happy ending. That's all I'm going to say on that. Next one. (laughs) Oh, it's actually the song I'm listening to right now. I don't know if you can hear it. (laughs) D-Day by Hoodie. Okay. So Hoodie came out with like this little mini album. Not even a mini album. I guess, EP, is like four songs, Um, called When the Rain Stops, that was called, i want to be a liar, am I a liar, I might be, I didn't do any research for this, I just kind of hopped into it, because <laughs> um, I was really excited about it, oh, sh- shoot, sorry, it's called D-Day, the EP is called D-Day, but there's a song on it that was a single called When the Rain Stops, and I would have thrown that one on this list. Honestly, I should have thrown the whole EP on this list. Honestly, because each song is so good, and I can talk about that for hours, but I won't. I will talk about them briefly though before I mention this one. So we have "Dream About You," which is just, like this cute, like almost like sparkly song. <laughs> if you listen to, it, you know what I'm talking about. It's a little instrumental. Had like a very like high piano in it. Very cute. Gives me very like twinkly. Like if you li- if you listen to it, like what I visualize is like. Like twinkly lights, you being with somebody that you really love, or maybe you're like separated and like you have like a memento of them that you hold dear like near and dear to you because you miss them. It's very cute. Like very like cute. Love that song. Um lights. Lights lights is groovy. Lights is like a song you like you bounce to. Not like bounce, but like you're just like, okay, okay. Okay. Like I said, I'm not gonna talk, I'm not gonna talk, I'm not going to talk too long about these songs cuz like I love them all and I talk about them for like like an hour each. So I'm not going to make these very short. <laughs> um, When the Rain Stops, that song is so good. Her these vocals on that one, in particular, on that one in particular. I mean, her vocals are always fantastic. Let's not kid ourselves here. But on that song in particular, she killed it. I don't know what it is about that song. But it's so good and it's not even like you would think like the way it sounds it sounds like a sad song nah these lyrics are good it's like when the rain stops after you know after the pouring rain after the hard times you know there will be a rainbow there will be good times after i love that song but now Day's over <laughs> but the reason why i chose that song to be my favorite instead of a different one off that album is because I'm a sucker for a good rap. I really am. This song didn't... The rap didn't do it for me, though. I'm not gonna lie. The rap was not bad. The rap is not bad in any way. But that's not the reason why I like this song. Because the other songs, I don't think they had a rap in them. But this one did. But I really think the rap added to the song. Because, you know... I don't know like, if a lot of people know about like what D-Day is. Not like the historical event. But like when someone says like D-Day and not referring to the historical event, they mean, like, like today is like, the day, like, the a day has finally come. Like, like it's like a countdown, and D-Day is, like, the day of the thing you're looking forward to, right? And then the translation to the song, it's, like, I'm waiting to see you, blah, blah, blah. Like, the day is finally here, I can't wait to see you. And, it's like, in the chorus, it just seems like... So when I listen to the songs, I kind of, like, envision, like, a video for them just based off, like, the vibe if it's not in English, and or the lyrics, right? So when I listen to the song, Hoodie had her verse in the beginning, she was singing, and then the chorus happened, and then Judy Boy had his um rap verse. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, you have like this girl who's by herself, she's missing the guy, and then you have like this guy who's missing the girl, and then at the end of the song they don't come together and sing although i really wish they would or had like a something together at the end but like at the end of the song i don't know it feels like they both said they had to say about how excited they are about you know seeing each other and then at the end of the song they're like together because it's like the way the instrumental kind of sets it up it's like a nice crescendo into something that's really nice it's like a nice quieter bridge you know it's like, it kind of like writes itself almost. Like, you ever watch like those like teen romance or like young adult romance movies? And it's like, yeah, like the one girl and like the one guy. And then it's like, the music slows down and they see each other. And then the music, it kind of explodes almost. A lovely song when they read, like when they reunite and they kiss and they hug. And that's what D.A. makes me feel. It's a great song. I really <laughs> well, I may recommend all of these songs, but that one off the album especially, love that one. All right, next um, honorable mention, um, "Concrete Orion Sun." Ah! All right, I found. I I look. I was on TikTok again. Found this song. This song made me cry. This song made me cry because it's like I don't know. Like I don't have that many people in my life who tell me, you know, how proud they are of me, and the ones that did, unfortunately, they died last year unfortunately they did you know the guy I was talking about I had a best friend of 10 years my grandmother and my brother not due to COVID thank the Lord I'm happy about that at least but I'm still sad that you know they were gone that they're gone and you know listening to that song and it's just like she said I know somewhere out there you're proud of me like that's not the words like verbatim but like along those lines right and I don't know just like Hearing that, I don't know, like it just kind of made me remember. Like, even though there might not be people in my life now who hourly tell me that they're proud of me to keep me motivated, you know, there are people who I held so near and dear to my heart that always reassured me that I was doing good things and that they were always proud of me and that they couldn't wait to see the even greater things I was going to do with my life. It just kept me motivated. And during like the bridge of the song, she starts like singing Honestly, oh, i don't know her pronouns she they i'm not sure um but you know she's singing they're singing the artist is singing about um you know like memories you know they might have had with somebody back in the day you know and it just made me think about my friend um and we would do stuff like that together you know like he would always smile when i sang around him or you know we would always, like, have, like, a little, like, parked car conversations after work. We used to work together. Um, or he would just, like, just, I don't know, just, like, little stuff, little stuff. Miss him a lot. And that song just really pushed me to want to keep doing what I'm doing. Because I know, even though they're not here with me physically, they're still always watching over me, protecting me. So I know they're always there. And I know that they're always proud of me. So that one's really straightforward, but I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm about to cry so. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright. Next one. I love this song. Everybody, shut up. Love Love Jones by I don't know if his name is hashtag the set or just the set. There's a hashtag in there though. And it's like all together. This song, if you've seen the movie Love Jones, this movie is like You know Love. If you've seen Love Jones, like you know like how the movie, like the vibe of the movie, right? This song like encapsulates the entire like vibe of the movie in a like under three minute song. It's so it's like it's so chill. It's so chill. Like a little groovy, nice like guitar, nothing crazy in the instrumental. Just like a beat with like a backing instrument or two nothing crazy but I think it really sets the scene I think it really does I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go into detail because I feel like there's something you need to experience because when I first like heard the song I was like oh okay I quite like that you know so check it out for yourself I really do recommend it it's on Spotify I'm not sure about Apple Music um because Spotify is superior. I don't care what you have to say. Um, anyway, next. <laughs> this was funny. Um, COVID 19 by Bumpkey. <laughs> I'm laughing because you know the name of it's COVID 19. Um, but this song hits. This song hits. This is summertime. Bop. I'll listen to this all summer. Tell me what you want to do when the COVID 19 thing is over. Cause yeah. I was a fucking loo I will tell you what I want to do when this COVID-19 shit is over. Man, there's so I want to do. But the song is just so good. It's like, it's giving me the vibes of like, hopping in a car and like, driving with your friends, doing shit you got no business, just being menacing to society, we're having fun. You know, I love this song. I love songs that make me feel nostalgic in a way. And it's made me feel nostalgic of like, just hanging with my friends, you know, going to like amusement parks and and just going out to eat and sleeping over their house when, like, we're too drunk to go home. You know, like, shit like that. It makes me miss those, uh miss stuff like that. So, it's a really good song. It's also in Korean as well. But it just hits. It hits. It, it do. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, it just hits. So, take my word. Take my word of advice. Listen to it. Your life will change for the better. No, it won't. It might not, but... <laughs> You'll have a new song in your library. <laughs> it's always a good thing. <laughs> Alright. Last one. Last honorable mention. And then we're going to get into my last favorite song of the year. I'm going to talk about these very briefly. Because this is getting very long. Because I just love music so much. I'm sorry. Um, it's two songs. One is called Crush. The other is called Super Bounce. Both by the same guy, Duckworth. I was, I was working as a waitress um, at a restaurant um, downtown. And the song came up on my sh- on like the playlist in the restaurant. We're just kind of say, thank you for actually having like good music. My old job. Thank you. Appreciate that. You made work not suck as much. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, heard this song. Ah, stop it. It's the guitar in the beginning that sold it for me. I couldn't do it. I I I I folded, I folded, I folded, I folded. I am a sucker for a good guitar. And it's not even like an electric riff or anything, it's like, like bloop i don't know what it is about it but that shit had me hooked it had me hooked so i added i i had to hold my phone to the little speaker shazam the the song added to my spotify playlist and it is literally at the top of my all repeat playlist on spotify right now because i listen to that song like 20 times a day it's so good i don't know it's like it's like it encompasses the feeling of having a crush, but like in a more like not like juvenile way. Cause, like, you know, like people will say something about having a crush, like, oh, I have a crush. They're so cheap. Blase, blase. You know, like that kind of like stereotypical, like having a crush type of song, right? But this one, I don't know. I feel like it's like a bit more like grown, you know, like how like a people have crushes, you know, like, ah, this song is so good. I never plan to crush saying the things that make you blush. This is such a rush. What? What? Come on. Because you don't, you never plan to. And that's the thing, that they never mention these little, like, someone having crushes. They never mention that you never plan on having a crush, right? But he just said so plainly. I never plan to crush, you know, saying all the things to make you blush. Like, I'm actually trying to, like, you know, impress you a little bit. It's such a rush. Like, bro, like, I'm actually kind of feeling something for somebody right now. Like, what the hell is this? Like, ah! It's perfect. I think that song in the music video is also really funny, too. I think the music video was really funny. Um, Super Bounce, on the other hand, man, I to song, I'm sorry, I'm put it out there. I listen to the song of them high as shit. This song is so good. Like, you know, when you're high and like you be listening to the song, listening to everything about the song, you're like, damn, who playing them flutes in the back? Like, you never heard them flute before in your fucking life. And you'd be like, oh, that flute sounds kind of nice in it? it? It's that, it's that with Super Bounce. The beat is, like, nice, like, a nice, like, it's that, mm, I love a good, like, bass. Man, it's like, do-do-do-do, super do-do-do-do, don't Ah, stop, it's so good. It's really good, it's really good. um, It's really chill, chill and groovy. Can you tell, like, chill and groovy songs? <laughs> so, there's that. So, now I'm going to get into number five. My last favorite song of the year and what I want to talk about the most, "Leave Me Loving You" by Jackson Wang. You might be sitting, like, Siobhan, why do we take some time to listen to, to talk about the song? I think the song is very important. I think the song is very important. Going back to what I was mentioning earlier about how I think it's really incredible how you know music can evoke such emotion in people or from people. This, because he's like, don't leave me loving you, like. The music video I think is what hit it was like drove it home the most. So if you haven't seen the music video, i really recommend you watch it. But I'm trying to describe it briefly here. Jackson's working at a restaurant and this um patron comes in. He's like enamored with her. Like and she's like, yeah, whatever, like it's just a guy, like there's a waiter, like I don't really care. But he's enamored with her. Like he does imagine like his life with her, hanging out with her, and stuff like that, you know? And then she comes in next time with like her, you know, I guess like boyfriend or fiance. And then the next time we see them again, they're, like, driving off married. And he's, like, don't leave me loving you. Like, whatever you do, don't leave me loving you. Like, you can leave me, but don't leave me when I'm in love with you. And I think that's, like... I don't know what to say to that. Like, I feel like we can all relate to that in some way. Like, you've, you've had to, like... Let somebody go even though you love them whether you want to let them go or not and what by what i mean by that is like circumstance whether it's like like you know like you guys know you have something special going on but you just choose not to um, follow it for whatever reason or in this case circumstance where it's like you know you might have liked her but she didn't feel the same way about you and she was also getting married so But I don't know, like, the pain I felt from that was just insane. The gut-wrenching pain I felt from that, because I've been through that, is absolutely just insane. (laughs) And I think it's important because, while I think it's fantastic to have, like, songs that make you feel good, I think it's also important to have songs that kind of make you feel those emotions that you've been hiding. So you can get them out of your system, you know? It's not good to hold on to a lot of emotions like that, especially negative ones. If you're feeling sad, talk about it. Let it get it off your chest. And this song really did that for me. It kind of expressed something that I wanted to say that I never really knew how to put into words. But he made it so simple. Don't leave me, don't leave me while I'm in love with you. You know, I don't know. Really like that song a lot. All right. I'm going to quickly go through the rest of my favorites. Because I don't I need to talk about them that much, you know? All right. Artist of the year. By artist of the year, I mean, like, an artist, not like necessarily a new artist. It could be. But an artist that I've been, that I've discovered or I've been listening to more of this year. For 2020 was Childish Gambino, now that man's my husband. You know, we have three kids together. You know, he it's fantastic, right? For this year, for me, it's her. My aunt's a really big fan of her. And, you know at the beginning of the year, we went to, we went out to eat or something, whatever, and she was playing, like, a lot of her songs in the car, and I was like, I like a lot of these, like, this is her, and she's like, yeah, I love her, you know, Um, and I was like, I never listened, I never listened to a lot of her songs, I'm sorry, I, I didn't, so I'm really late to the party, but I'm glad I still came to the party, though, because her songs are lit, can I just say, Carried Away? I listened to that for the first time. I, I became a whole new person. It, it, it changed the trajectory of my life. Not in trying to be funny. Damage? Stop. I can go all day. Her songs are just really good. Um, and I don't know. I just like what she stands for, what she believes in. You know, just a hardworking, strong woman. I love that. I, I love women. Come on. Come on. Boss, babe. Stop it. You love it. Um, my K-pop group of the year. I'm really big into K-pop. I don't know if you know, but I am. Um, our group of the year. Without a doubt. It'sy. Every song It'sy's put out this year, not their B sides. I don't talk about the B sides because 'cause they're always hit or miss. They are. I don't I don't care. But this year I've liked a lot of their B sides. I have. I really did. I enjoyed a lot of their B sides. And uh their title tracks that came out with the with, Yeah. The their title track that came out with this year. Um the first one was ah, uh, what, what came first. Um, Mafia in the Morning. People didn't like that song. You have poor taste. Sorry, that song hits. Um, And Loco. And then the song they promoted along with those for um Mafia in the Morning. It was Sorry Not Sorry. But then also Shoot off of that same mini album Blue up on TikTok with like the little trend and shit. For Loco, they also promoted Swipe, which is also a really good song. So they did it for me. And also the end of the year performances, stop. We can talk about that later. They're, they always their performance group and I and I will stand to that to the day I die. The music may not be for everybody, but they know how to perform. And for that, it's he, I give it to you. Um my album of the year, I have two. This might surprise you if you know me. First album of the year I have two. First one, Sour, living Rodrigo. Do, Do I need to say more? The young girl broke so many records with that album. Um it was kinda like the teen resurgence that, you know, a lot of Gen Z needed. And honestly I'm not mad at it. It's a really solid album. Kind of went through, like, the teen angst, teen issues kind of thing. I felt like I was a kid again when I was listening to this, in a good way. Olivia, good job. Um, keep your head on your shoulders. I will say that. Um, not in a bad way, but, like, you have you have a lot, of, a lot of success. Don't let it, like, get to you. Because a lot of success also comes with a lot, a lot of hate and a lot of pressure and stuff. You're doing fine, okay? Don't let it get to you. My second favorite album of the year Better than ever, Billie Eilish. I don't care. Why are all y'all hating on this album? Why would all you hate on this album? Because it wasn't dark and edgy? This album has such great songs. Just because you're dedicated to a, a a trope or concept doesn't mean you have to bully the artist for trying to do something new. You know? Stop that. The songs are so good. My favorite song of the album... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do that for Olivia. Favorite song off of um Olivia Rodrigo's album? I'm not gonna lie. It's um it's brutal. I like brutal. I don't I, I don't know. It, it makes me angsty. I like it. <laughs> um, for Billy Eilish. Um, I didn't change my number. That one I became a bad bitch after that. That one was a cultural reset for me. Don't take it out on me. Uh I'm out of sympathy for oh, you yeah. yeah, I was like, Yeah, bitch. Hell yeah, I'm out of sympathy for you, rotten ass, dumbass people. Hell yeah. That did it for me. That was good. Um so good for her. Fantastic album. I got it on vinyl. It's beautiful. Um, love that album. Um, my game of the year. Once again, it might not be a game that came out this year, but it's a game I've been playing a lot this year. If you know me, you know what it is. <laughs> it is Splatoon 2. You can say whatever you want about Splatoon 2. You're wrong. The game is really fun. We're not playing with a whole bunch of people who are just trying to hunt you down and kill you. It's a playing the actual game, right? The game is really fun. I like the solo player mode. Um, I think it's really fun. It's a really great way to practice as well before you hop into like the online matches. Online matches are really fun. I like that they're really short. Um, the turf four is only three minutes. The other ones um, are they're like they have a five minute time limit, but they can end faster if you if your team wins or the other team wins faster than that. Really quick is pick it up, put it down, or you can um, you know you can whatever like play for hours on end like I normally do. <laughs> play along with your friends. Love it. I think it's a really fun game. Just something that's like it can be competitive but it can also just be something you just toss on real quick and just hop on and off. I really like it. Um, Alright. And my last favorite of the year that I'll talk about is my favorite fragrance. Um, I've been big into fragrances this year. I bought a lot. um, Tried a lot. You know, sampled a lot. Blah, blah, blah. Favorite one of the year though. It's from a brand called I think it's pronounced Arma, Armaf, A R M A F. Okay. The fragrance is called Club de Nuit Intense. Bro, this smells so sexy. It's so it's so long lasting. First of all, like I will wash my clothes and I would take a shower and I would still smell it like on me. It's really good. That's why I wear. I get it compliments. Especially from guys, ladies who want to like really like like a really like not intimidating, that's not the right word, like like intimidating in, like a good way. Like you wanna like and like you know like when you're at the bar sitting there with your legs crossed, you right, your very pretty dress, your makeup look like a bad face, like I know you always are, right? And you have a perfume on, it just adds like another way of like sensuality to you, like I want to come over to you. Like you smell amazing, you smell like wine and berries and a little bit of chocolate you smell alluring, you look alluring, let me come over to you, that's what that fragrance screams, it's so sexy, I love it, whenever I have like a date night, or like, I just want to feel good about myself, I wear, it and I get so many compliments, like, oh my god, you smell amazing, what are you wearing, I'm just like, ah, okay, let me tell you, it's so good, Um, but yeah, that's my last favorite for the year that I'm talking about in this podcast, Um, it's kind of long. But thanks for hanging in there. If you hung in there, appreciate it. It's my first one, so hopefully next time I can work on cutting some things out and blah, blah. But let me ramble about my favorite stuff of 2021. And hopefully you'll come back to me talk about more stuff. Um, Have a happy 2022. Um, And I'm excited to see what this year brings for all of you guys, as well as myself. So hang in there. Peace out. Yay! Hello, and welcome back to Siobhan's Stuff, the podcast where I, your host, Siobhan, talk about stuff. Today, I have a guest. Um, It is my twin sister. Her name is Siobhan. Please introduce yourself. Hi, world. My name is Siobhan. I'm Siobhan's older twin sister. Um, By 31 minutes, in case anyone was wondering, she was taking her time, absolutely chilling. But it's a pleasure to be here. Happy to support you in your endeavors. Thank you kindly. Appreciate it. So today, um, I had this topic that I wanted to talk about for a little bit. Um, I was actually in the car with a few of my friends one day, and they were talking about how they kind of keep people like in their lives because they're familiar with them, even though they bring on stress. So I wanted to kind of talk about, I guess, not talk about, because I don't, I'm not an expert or anything, but I guess discuss, you know like, the debate between being familiar with something and then just, you're, like, being comfortable with something, you know? So, I guess my question to you, then, while I have you here, is have you ever had an experience where, you know, you knew something wasn't the best for you, but you still decided to entertain or carry on with it anyway because you were familiar with, like, the person or, like, the situation or the event? Yeah, I have a couple instances like that. Uh romantic and platonic. Um I guess in both instances it was just kind of like you know, I was afraid to kind of get out of my comfort zone. I have and I know this is, is it's going to sound ridiculous when I say it. But I have this long-standing like it's it's a conspiracy theory for sure cuz only I believe it, I think. Or I hope only I believe it. It's so ridiculous. Um <laughs> But I feel like people only want to interact with people that are conventionally attractive. And since I don't fit into that standard, like, you know, I'm fat, black, you know, et etc. Um, I feel like that kind of, like, diminishes my worth as a person. And, you know, people don't treat me as well as I deserve to be treated. And so out of my fear of, like, being rejected by new people, I would stick around in those situations, relationships, friendships that weren't good for me and always made me feel insecure or something like that Just because I was afraid to, you know, reach out and meet new people. Like, I stayed mm-hmm. with the guy for, like, on and off, you know, for so long just because I was, like, no other guy could possibly find me attractive. You mm-hmm. know, this guy didn't find me attractive, so, like, no other guy would. You know, I could only find guys that wanted to, like, hook up with me but not wanting to, like, you know, get to know me for who I am and all that other stuff. Um, so it definitely, like, uh, took a mental toll on me. Um, but I would say that I guess the biggest downside to that is that my peace was always disrupted. Right. You know, like, I knew the guy wasn't good for me. We got into arguments way too often. We just, you know, clashed a lot as people. But I, you know, wanted him... Like, I Don't get me wrong. I did date this man seriously. I do have a lot of love for him still. I can't talk negatively about him. But I have to admit that us as people, we just did not get along in the way that, you know, we needed to. And in the instance of, like, my friends, you know, um... It's not that... I don't want to say that they weren't serving me, in the way that I needed to be served because, like, you know, friendships are give and take as with any other relationship. I agree. But it was just, like, you know, I felt like I was doing X, Y, and Z for the friendship and I was getting, like, disrespect or things that, you know, didn't fly with me in return. You know, at the expense of, like, you know, I had a friend that would always fly me somewhere. But I didn't feel like she was always, like, emotionally supportive for me. Or, you know, like, being that emotionally supportive friend to me. So that, like, that wasn't a healthy relationship because it was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take the flight. You know, but at the end of the day, like, I don't feel like we have, like, a healthy enough relationship to, like, be, like, the best friends that, you know, we consider ourselves to be. Right. And then I had some other, like, I had another friend In which like you know i thought the relationship was getting along like you know really well um but then like you know i like i incurred a personal situation which made me like you know pretty distant from my friends in general i that i admit um but it just kind of felt like they are kind of taking a taking advantage of like the low point that i was at to a degree Mm -hmm. like you know pay me for this you know um you know x y and z when it's like i'm not at that level Right. Right now. And it's like, I don't expect things handed to me. And of course I expect, you know, to pay people for the labor. But it's like, as my friend, you know, to outright charge me for everything is kind of like bizarre. Interesting. But that being said, um, I'll wrap all this up. I know I've not been going for a minute. It's only like five minutes. Oh, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, He's gone for an hour. Do you, do you you're you're good. <laughs> but I wrap all of this up to say that, you know, it's really easy to stick with somebody that you're familiar with, because for humans, change in general is just like very difficult to and deal yes, with. It is, yes, it is, yes, it is, yes. So like as humans, we have a tendency to kind of like stay in a situation, ship in a relationship, friendship, whatever. That doesn't serve us in the way that works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because we're afraid to meet new people and start at ground zero again. I agree. Cause I was definitely, like, I'm definitely afraid to like try and start at ground zero again, like you know, romantically, trying to make new friends, you know, everything. Like it's it's terrifying. But. After a while, I think I just kind of realized that I would much rather go through the hurdles of trying to get to know someone new than continuing to entertain someone or be in a relationship or what have you that hurts me or makes me feel less than ideal at the end of the day. Right. So. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate your insight on that of course. I think it's just so interesting to see how, you know, we as, you know, humans, you know, like, even breaking it down further than that, homo sapiens, right, we are social creatures. So, you know, I can definitely understand, you know, people staying in, you know, these relationships that, you know, like, you it's so common these days, you know, you have like that friend who, you know, like, you'll hang out with, but then, like, you'll kind of, like, not, like, talk shit about them necessarily, but you're just, like, after you hang out with them, you're just like, ah, I need to, like, take a break. I need to, like, recover a yep. bit after this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is, if you find yourself feeling like that, like, what is, like, is going to be that equilibrium point for people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you have this person in your life that you know is, you know, draining you of your energy or making you feel not your best, and I understand, like, you know, they're familiar to you, so, like, you know them as, like, a level of trust, you know, you don't have to spend your time getting to know them again. Mm-hmm. But if this is someone who has repeatedly not just a one-time instance but if this is someone who has repeatedly you know like impeded on your peace, what is going to be like that weight for people you know like what is it going to cost for them to be like hey like this person even though i know them i've known them for years like like what's their breaking point is what i'm asking you know at what point is it that you're like even though i know this person for so long Every time I talk to them, I feel very tired, very sad afterward. I feel very anxious around this person all the time. What is that limit? Because I see so many people, like you were talking about, like, sometimes it's hard just to meet new people, so you stick with people that you're already familiar with just to save yourself the trouble. And I get that. It's it's absolutely very difficult. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, in my case, specifically, you know, after you know, like, losing some really close people in my life, like, I have to try to get over this hurdle of making new friends and even replying to the friends that, like, I currently have. So, um, which is a, a whole thing. Um, it's really bad. Different conversation <laughs> for a different time. A whole different episode. Like, <laughs> oh, no. But, like, yeah, I don't, I just, like, I'm not trying to sit up here and say that, you know, people who choose to be familiar over choosing their own piece are, like, stupid or anything that's not at all what i'm saying i just wanted to ask like talk about this as kind of like a discussion point because i just see so many people especially like people around my age we're 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 23 we're about to be 24 next month like i see a lot of people in like our like demographics especially like gen z you know like sticking around people or like i'll see tiktoks like even like relationship tiktoks like guys saying like oh you know like I'm sticking with this girl or something until, like, the girl that I want comes around or, like, she decides to give me a chance or, like, some people say, like, my boyfriend irritating this shit, but, like, he's the only guy that loves me, so I'm going to stay with him, like, stuff like that. Like, if you feel this way about people that you're close to or people that you're supposed to be love like, supposed to be in love with or love in general, what is going to be that breaking point for some? i guess that's what i want to kind of discuss here today i'll tell you what my breaking point was i knew my ex-partner for like three years like in total between the time that we like met and like you know cut contact um and for me i guess my last straw was kind of like Like i can't explain it that well but it was just kind of like a realization that he wasn't going to change in the time that i wanted him to like i'm not going to sit up here and say that i was perfect in the relationship because i sure wasn't i i like i like and i'm being transparent for the audience like i beat myself up on a regular basis about what happened in this relationship i was not perfect by any means however the difference between him and i at least that i've acknowledged or seen because i can't speak for what has happened since you stopped talking i can't acknowledge what has happened with like without my knowledge like i'm not gonna sit up here and say like he hasn't he's never done the work but i can at least speak for myself that i've taken the time to acknowledge what i've done go to therapy put in the work talk about why i did what i did i a lot of it being out of pettiness and just being hurt you know like you know but it was just the realization that like he wasn't making the same amount of effort that I was and it was just like you know no amount of love no amount of like you know good times like you know having a good time watching tv or like you know good vibes whatever going out to eat whatever i hate i I think the current like (laughs) world has made me just hate the word vibe (sighs) you're telling me you're telling me um like i know what they mean by that but like like, no but no at the same time what does it mean like y'all be like oh i don't want someone i can vibe with like to like What does that mean? Why are you on, like, y'all be on these dating apps looking for someone to vibe with? Like, no offense, just go find a friend. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to fuck, just ask for somebody to have sex with. Like, be up. I didn't even say all that, but, like. I know, but I'm just, like, I'm elaborating further in a different context. Like, like, what the fuck is a vibe? You know, know, because some some, some people. Some people be saying vibe, like, you know, I want to do everything that, like, a partner does minus the title. Right, like, that's not exactly... Or the commitment. Like, that's not exactly vibing. Like, you can vibe with somebody and not do relationship shit with them. You and me right now, we're vibing. You know what that's called? Having a friend. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. No, I saw this tweet, and it took me the fuck out. It said, oh, like, oh, my God. It said something like, normalize, not liking someone. Like, normalize, not really vibing with someone. And I was like, what? You mean not liking somebody? Hello, I like it. not everything's about vibes. Like I hate just, the internet. What just, the fuck does vibe mean? Don't piss me off. Like either I'm you am like someone or you don't. I am twenty three, but I feel so aged whenever the word vibe comes <laughs> I feel up. Feel so jaded. Like what the hell is happening? Anyway, to conclude my previous points, I know we slightly got off tangent there. It's okay. Um, an hour. I keep <laughs> but it's long story short. Like I just felt like he was never going to like change or at least change in the time period that was like you know sufficient with me um you know I took offense to something one time um like I brought up something that bothered me he started laughing and I was like you know why do you always laugh whenever I like bring up these issues and he was like because I'm whatever negative thing you want me to be and I'm like that's that's not what I mean you know like I said again I'm not trying to paint a picture of, like, you know, him being, like, the bad guy in the relationship, you know, because, you know, I definitely did my fair share of shit, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But it was just, like, you know, a lot of the small stuff kept adding up, and it was, like, you know, I'm not perfect, and I don't claim to be. Right. But... I've made significant progress in the person that I once was when I did those things, to where we ended. Like even like my my my, my therapists were like, you know you've come such a long way from when we first started. And did I always show that like with him? Probably not. I admit that, and I recognize that. But to this day, I'm not going to, like, allow, I mean, as much as I can. I mean, I don't talk to him. I don't talk to any of his friends. But I'm not going to allow. You, should. you shouldn't. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to allow a negative picture alone of me to be painted when it takes two to tango. And I'm not trying to absolve myself of any, like, responsibility, any, like, anything like that. But it's, I'm just saying that, like. While I did my wrongdoings, so did he. And just after a while, it just became too much for me to bear when I'm taking all this accountability, and you're not. So I guess my question for you then is, like, what was, like, the point where you decided that your comfort in being familiar with the situation was less than your comfort in, like, you being at peace? You know what I mean? Like when did you decide that your piece was more important than you being familiar with this guy that you said that you were in love with? You know what I mean? Oh, when he criticized my looks. Interesting. Because it was just like... You know, we were being really close, and you know, take that as you will, but... He was like, "You know, you've been gaining weight. I'm like like worried about that, and it's like, you know, I do take an issue, oh he said i was I was gaining weight. he's less attracted to me because of that. I take issue with that because it's like you know you don't really have any other problems sitting in my face, asking for like intimacy with me, but because of my weight it's an issue asking you to commit to me." The thing about that is... I'm going to just hold you right there while you pause. The thing about... Like, some dudes... They don't matter what you... They don't care what you look like. No offense. Like... There are plenty of dudes... Like, I've left the house... In... Sweatpants... Like, a dirty hoodie... You know... Hood up... I look like a young boy... But... Like... I'll still have like... Like... Oh, I have a story for you real quick. I was... I went to the movies... I went. I went to a movie at like, across from my from my job. I mm-hmm. went over there and I was waiting for the bus. It was coming like in twenty minutes, so I just sat on like a bench nearby, and I was just like on my phone, like, just waiting for the bus. You know, just sitting down, chilling, whatever. And this dude just comes up, like he walks past first, and I'm just like, I see my my peripheral, I'm, like he's walking past, like I don't think nothing of him. Mm-hmm. Walks past again, and I'm just like, you know, I don't think nothing of him. Like something, I go the wrong way on my like, GPS. No, I ain't judging. Like it's fine, you know. Fucking Apple Maps. But then he says at the bench, like, not in front of me, but, like, diagonal from me. Okay. I have my, 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 I have, like, these big over-the-ear headphones. Trying to paint a picture for the people listening in. I have, like, these big over-the-ear headphones. The JBLs. The JBLs. Um, got these big over-the-ears in. You can see them. So now, like, these little AirPods, like, in your ear, even though they a bright white as fuck. So you can still see them. So stop talking to people if they have headphones in. You know what I mean? That doesn't stop them, unfortunately. PSA to anyone listening, if you see someone, I don't care how fine they are, I don't care. If they are just, if nothing is harming them, or nothing is gonna prevent them from going to where they need to go, stop bothering people who have headphones in, cut it cut it the fuck out. Sorry. Anyway. I mean, that was a very important PSA. It had to be said. had to be said. Um... But then the guy sits down on the bench, like, diagonal from me. And he's like, oh, hello, good evening. And I'm just like, hello. Like, I'm just like... Also, can I say... Like, the same thing happens to me at work. Like, whenever somebody types me a message, and they're like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, what... Like, please say everything in one message. Please. Like, there's no need for you to write an email and say, hey, how are you? And then wait for a response. There is no reason you need me to respond. Like, you can go ahead and say, hey, how are you? I think you're attracted? Would you like to X, Y, and Z? No, I don't want you to hear my voice unless I'm saying no. But then the guy, oh my god, he was so. Ill. He was like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "I'm, o- I'm okay." And that's all I say. And, he, and not like, even the "and you." Because I'm just like, "Why are you talking to me?" Like, sorry, like you can say that's rude all you want. Like, I really don't care. But like, if I'm clearly having my headphones in, I'm not listening to anything like sorry or anything outside of that. Like sorry, like you're bothering me. Like I'm not gonna be polite about that. Like you know, like I'm nothing. I'm not on fire. I'm not dying. There's no reason for you to be talking There's to me There's not a right car now. coming at me at, like, t- like, 30 miles per hour. Right. Because I can kill somebody. It can. But the point, the part, the part that I'm making is, he sits down on his bench, and he's like, you're a very attractive lady, and I say, oh, thanks, you know? And then the next thing he says after that is, you know, I haven't had sex in a while. What the fuck does that have to do with me? that's what i said so i said i i you know my bus was coming at the point so i said sir while that's sad for you that has nothing to do with me so then i get up and leave and he starts to follow me He's like what bus are you catching like where are you going you better get the fuck that's what i'm saying so like men will like no offense like it's as dark as hell like you don't know I, i'm sorry like, i'm sorry i'm not laughing For the audience, I'm, like, laughing right now because I can only think about... It's a very niche audience. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But (laughs) I'm trying to get the fuck... ASAP! The fuck... ASAP! No, that was funny as fuck. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you because that's fucking annoying. But keep... No, I I just say that to say, like... It doesn't matter what you look like. No offense because there is... A man out there who is going to want to sleep with you doesn't matter what you look like. No offense. My thing though is for the audience to paint a picture. While this is my twin sister, she's smaller than me. Bro, no, you ain't not to all that. Um, no, I'm saying it, and I'm gonna say that because, like, I understand that, like, you know, some men do, like, you know, the bbw, you know, x, y, and z more off more men than not you know want a woman smaller than them so i feel like that's why i don't get approached like i'm not saying that like you know i'm like like damn near my 600 pound life because i'm not audience will get me fucked up i'll beat every single one of you cut that out um like i'm not near my 600 pound life or anything like that but you know I I am I, I am a little big. I I am at least bigger than you. So like, you know, while I'm not complaining about like, my lack of cat calling cuz I would beat somebody up personally, especially if I somewhere to be. Um <sighs> you know, I just think that's like, that's my opinion of my experience. That's all, because I feel like you know I don't get approached like that in public because like I'm not smaller, and like pause, like audience, Siobhan, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it is a it is a it is a, it is a pleasant thing or a compliment to be catcalled, because it's not. It's not. Um, and I completely, like, you know, agree with that. Like, you know, I'm not negating against that, but I'm just, like, speaking about my experiences. I don't get catcalled because I, or at least I think, I don't get catcalled because of my weight. That's it. Now, if y'all pay me some beluga whale, <laughs> nobody know if I said that, I'm, all I'm sa- listen, all I'm gonna say is, I'm not a beluga whale, Period. Okay. I am nowhere near close to 600 pounds. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's why I keep going off of. Mm. I'm not even half that. No, you aren't. But just to paint a picture, Siobhan is smaller than I am. You can probably cut all this out too if you want to. I may. That's fine. Okay, so uh, familiarity. I think my biggest issue with it is like I don't know, like I feel like a lot of people try to cling on to these relationships and I don't want this to come off as any kind of like judgmental way because you know, I understand that everyone's life is different and everyone has different circumstances in their life, so that's not me trying to say like you should be doing this or this is that and third. I'm not trying to police you on how you live your life. Like do you do you? Do what do you think the best decision is for you, right? But I'm just thinking like at the end of the day, no matter if you have you know a partner or a spouse or like a best friend of like thir- like 30 years or some shit like that, at the end of the day, the only relationship you have that is guaranteed at the end of the day is the one with yourself. Even if you're laying down in the same bed as your partner, spouse, whatever, even laying down in that same bed. When your eyes are closed, it's not like you and him and your consciousness, right? Who is it? It's you. Mm-hmm. Once your eyelids are closed, that's all you. That's all you, sweetheart. That's you. So why would you not take the time to make sure that you yourself are taken care of before you decide to cling on to other people who are only taking away from you instead of pouring into you? Why I guess that's 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 I guess that's like how my point of view my point of view is. Because I'm someone, there are four things in my life that you cannot mess with. Besides, like, you know, people close to me, of course. Like, that's that's non-negotiable. Duh. Time. But, money. Sleep. Peace. I mean, you got it verbatim. Like, for real. Like, no. But, like, for real. Those are my four things. My four negotiables besides like people. Right? Repeat it for the public, because I did use a funny voice. My time. My sleep my money, and my peace. Those are the four things of Siobhan's you cannot mess with, right? So if I find that someone is interrupting any of those things, I am not, well, at least now in this current point of my life. Before, you know, I would have hung on to people because, like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm so lonely, you know, I need people. And that's not me trying to say, like, you know, anything bad about people who are like that. We are social creatures by nature so it is normal for you to not want to be alone so for people who sit up here and be like oh i'm fine being alone you know i'm good just stop fucking lying stop fucking lying because at the end of the day she's calling me out yes because you no i'm playing because you know at the end of the day you crave someone it might not be a group of people but you want someone who gets you you know you always have like that one person like, this idea of a person that you dream of, like, oh, I hope this person, like, I want this person to get me, like, my best friend who just, like, knows what I'm thinking without, like, me having to say it, you know what I mean, like, everyone craves that person, so for you to say, like, oh, I'm fine by myself, you're lying, you're lying to yourself, I think so, this is my own opinion, right, so, like, if someone's disturbing that peace, you know what I mean, like, yeah, I want someone, but I don't want someone that bad where I'm putting myself and my own happiness at risk. Because why am I gonna be making like why am I making myself unhappy with a temporary person when the only permanent relationship I really have is with myself? That's all I'm that's that's all I'm saying. Now for me personally, like um I guess coming from like a relationship standpoint or even a friendship standpoint, I have some really good friends in my life, people who, you know, I've been kind of going through like a rough patch in my life a little bit and I have like some close friends of mine who check in on me on occasion, you know, I don't really go on social media or check my phone much, just in general, because that's something for my piece, social media these days, you know, is not really good for me. You know, all the easy comparisons, you know, and, like, all the toxic positivity and shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm on a floating rock in space, dude. Like, I'm happy for your accomplishments, but I don't need to be envious of you and trying to, like, survive on this rock at the same time. Like, it's already bad enough I gotta sit up here and work a job that I don't want to work. Three of them at that. Like, I don't want to sit up here and be envious of you and try to work even harder at a job that I don't want to be at try to reach the same status you are because i'm envious of you you know what i mean i want to be my own little bubble and just enjoy what i want to do so just because i don't check my phone there are instances where i don't reply to my friends like that mm-hmm. and while i do understand that it is really shitty of me to not reply to the people who are trying to pour and invest into me i'm fine hanging without, with with them in person of course But it's just like me being on my phone, that's something that protects my peace. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I guess that's just something I need to, you know, make a bit more clear to those people around me. But that's something that I do to protect my peace. Because if I'm on my phone every day, like how I used to be, like, scrolling mindlessly every day, and I'm going to feel, like, bad about myself. And I don't need to because social media is such a thing where people only put their best selves out there anyway. So I'm only comparing myself to, like what maybe this persona of a person that they put on maybe like once a month at that once a few once in a blue moon once a year type shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i'm gonna comp- compare myself to like a picture perfect version of you that you took three hours cultivating for this one picture so you think so people who looking at the picture would think oh they have their life together they got this shit figured out and they that like I don't need that like I'm I'm struggling in my own right but like the last pictures I posted on my Instagram were pictures of me on a work trip you would have never guessed you would have thought I was living my best life you know food drink travel paid for you know you would have thought I was you know doing a damn thing social media is just so crazy cause it's like everyone's so obsessed with like trying to become the next so and so or like you know, putting the best version of of themselves out there. And it's like, I get that's what it's for. But, like, I think we shouldn't lose sight of, like, the authenticity of, like, people. While I have that, why? I I have you talking about that, right? So then, why are are people a lot quicker, right, to get uncomfortable when it comes to fame, but not for their own, like, self-personal healing gain? I know fame brings in money, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I know, like, you're so quick to, like, make yourself miserable for money instead of making yourself happy, you know, being content with what you have. Can you ask that question again? I'm a little confused by what you mean. Like, people are so quick to get uncomfortable when it comes to making money, as in, like, they want to be in the spotlight, but they're willing to be uncomfortable in the spotlight. Yeah, okay. Like I guess, cause I just see so many like, especially like these like newer like TikTok celebrities, especially cause they're, like they're younger. Like they're younger, so it's like, I'll see a lot of them like they don't really know how to carry themselves on like red carpet events, like Met Gala type, bigger events. Which that's not that's not me trying to like you know like say like they're like lame or unprofessional like they're kids like I would expect them to know how to like handle themselves. So ma- Hell. I'm 23. I wouldn't have acted at a Met Gala. I've never been to a Met Gala. You no know expensive that shit is. Yeah. That's hella pricey. That's why I haven't been. <laughs> so I'm I, letting y'all know. If I had attended the Met Gala, I would ate everybody up. Don't do that. Anyway, that aside, uh, <laughs> I get. I, I guess like you know, like I'll see like these like young TikToker or just like influencers in general on, like, these red carpet, like, movie premiere type things, or, like, the Met Gala, especially the one last year, you know, like, and they're so just, like, uncomfortable being there. You know what I mean? And now I will say this. I will say that it's not necessarily, like, their fault that they got famous, you know? Sometimes TikTok picks up an algorithm, YouTube picks up an algorithm, or they pick up, like, something, it gets on the algorithm, and it gets pushed out to everybody. It's just the luck of the draw. I get that, but you have people who are like, you know, there's a couple of people who I know in my personal life, I'm not going to disclose any genders, names, ages, me, no, um, who try to post on TikTok, you know, often, I am, I am <laughs> exactly, right, um, who post on TikTok or something on or like YouTube or a platform of some sort to get famous, and they'll tell me sometimes, yeah, you know, I'm a little nervous to post this week's video or something like that, da-da-da-da. But they're still holding on to a situation that they knew was bad for them for like three years. So is it because you're going to gain something out of being potentially famous? But then what if I told you that just because you have one TikTok or one YouTube video go viral does not automatically mean success. So you're putting yourself out there, making yourself a couple for an outcome that may not happen. But if you put yourself first and get yourself out of situations that no longer serve you, the outcome is right there. You're at peace. And you're a lot happier more content. As an American... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you have to anything with as an American... I think like it's going to be about some type of money in some way. Yes. <laughs> because America or, you oh, know... capitalism. Whoever's listening, I'm very materialistic. Sorry. Material girl. Period. I wear Chanel 9 boots. Oh, I'm lazy, Jackie. Because I know I'm truth. Material girl. So, um... No free promos on this channel. Cut this out. <laughs> um... But as an American... And I don't mean to, like, you know, be political about this, but as somebody that comes from a country where, like, money is king. Unfortunately. Like, I can understand the fact that people are willing to be uncomfortable at the, like, for the opportunity to make a ton of money. Right. Like, like I totally get that. I do, too. Um, like, I'm not, like, you know, criticizing them for it because at the end of the day, we are all trying to make it out the hood. Get all my niggas out the trenches, period. And it's crazy because, like, you know, just trying to like go to college as somebody that did go to college and currently works a corporate job. This ain't enough. It ain't enough. And then you look on like TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and you see how much money all these people are making. By doing virtually, and I'm not going to say that being an influencer or anything does not require work right, because right, it does. But right. in comparison to somebody that like you know works a nine to five or a forty hour work week job, being an influencer is, and that's me just like 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 wiping my hands together like it's it, you know you dust your hands of it you're done, you you know, you know you post a video, you you make a post for a brand. And that's. Thousands of dollars in your pocket right there. It takes me two weeks, or I guess one and a half weeks, to earn a $1,000. And that's after taxes for all y'all that want to call me broke. But, you know, like... Because I I get paid every week, fuckers. So, you can cut this out. I'm sorry. But I get paid every week. Eh. Um, But... Like, who wouldn't want to be an influencer? Who wouldn't want to be able to get two weeks of pay in a single social media post? You know, like, even though, like, you know, I'm anxious all the time whenever I, like, shit, I'm anxious when I wake up, my heart be, you know, like, going a million miles a minute as soon as I wake up. But, like, I would be uncomfortable for that. Like, for some sort of like you know stability, you know, like some sort of like 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 just ease of life, but my issue, but my my question with that is like it's not guaranteed, that's my thing, but it's the opportunity, but what about the opportunity of having your peace? Is that not more important no for for a lot of people, no, and that's just the harsh reality of it all. Because some people aren't, like, some people's situations don't allow them to be at peace if they didn't post that video. They're anxious regardless of whether or not they post it. They're scared regardless, regardless of whether or not they post it. You know, they're they're aware that they're taking that gamble. They know it's not guaranteed, but it's that opportunity. That chance of the algorithm, that the algorithm is in their favor at least once. So then what about the opportunities then? So not putting like the opportunity to gain something. But putting that whole thing aside. Just talking about like you being able to do something for you. Like just deciding to set a boundary with someone. Or cut someone off. Or leave a job if you're financially able to. Right? Because we're in a tough time. I don't job shame. It's hard here for a pimp. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, if it's something that you don't have to gamble with getting a benefit from, why not then do it? That's what I'm asking. Because I, I, I completely agree with you on that. And I understand that because there is a potential and very lucrative uh, reward um, in the works based on you taking this risk, I can understand why people jump for it. But I'm talking about, like, the instances where it's like, you know this something that you need to do to better you. Like, this something that you know is going to better you in the long run. No type of gamble included in it. Why aren't you doing that for yourself? Well, in my instance, I guess there are, like, emotions involved, And I guess that makes it harder to do anything. And I know that, like, you know, of course, like, anxiety is an emotion, of course. Yeah. But in talking about, like, the difference between, like, you know, posting a social media post, it's like, you know, that's anxiety, like, you know, fear of rejection, you know, of like, like strangers. Personally, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'm talking, like, about myself, I know that you know, severing the tie of somebody that's, like, close to me, that, like, you know, at one point I did love or, you know, present tense still do love, that's hard, and that presents a lot more, like, a lot, or, like, a quantity of different, harder emotions than just anxiety or fear of rejection by posting something on the public forum. You know, because you likely have invested a lot into this person you have a lot of memories you know a lot of good times together a lot of moments in which you have grown together so that as opposed to like you know being in front of strangers like you know this presents a whole different set of emotions as opposed to anxiety alone so i think it's easier for people to stay you know, familiar with people as opposed to situations. Mm. Because, like, even, like, for example, I hate to keep talking about them, no free clout, the but... Last, this is the last time I talk about them, because you do I'm kicking you out. That's fine. So, if y'all see me, if, you, if y'all if you hear me go abruptly to snow. Yeah. Um, But, in the instance of, like, my ex, like, even though we weren't officially boyfriend and girlfriend for a while. I couldn't cut that tie completely yet because we had built so much together. We like, He was my first for a lot of things. We experienced a lot of things for the first time together. And it's hard to kind of like cut that tie. Especially when you know you can't do that again for the first time with somebody else. I mean, if you want your memory, you can. Shut up. Um, lobotomies hit me up if y'all specialize in lobotomies. <laughs> um, but it's like really hard to kind of like start over again, and there is like a lot of emotion and a lot of different emotions attached to people, as opposed, like I said before, as opposed to just presenting yourself in front of people because the people that you're presenting yourself in front of, you don't know them. Right. At all. Right. So it's a lot easier for you to be like, okay, like, you know, they probably didn't like, like, you know, me performing or being in front of them. I can get rid of that idea. I can just get rid of that memory. I used to perform, like, you know, like, I mean, for the audience, I used to perform, like, I know what that's like. But that's why I can't perform in front of people that I know as easily because I have memories built with them. I have a harder fear of rejection in front of somebody that I have built memories with because they're perceiving me differently. They have emotion attached to me. These strangers don't. They'll see me once, maybe up to five times in their life, if they're lucky. (laughs) And then, you know, they'll never think about me again. This person that I've consistently built memories and a relationship with, they're going to think about that. They're going to like possibly reminisce on that. So it's easier for people and again, like I said before, like you know, the the conclusion to my essay. <laughs> it's easier for people to stay familiar with people than relationships. I Be- see what you mean, yeah. I guess it's not, like, necessarily, like... For example, I guess... I, I too, have an ex of mine. I don't want to bring him up one time. Um, because I think he... Like, if he listens, like, think he knows who's, who he is. Um, hey, if you're listening, hi. I think that's true for the both of us. We I, we're not talking about yours, though. Fuck him. I don't care about him. Um... I would say hello, but... Fuck him. You don't care. You called me earlier today. Anyway, um... But oh, man, like, we were together for, you know, like, about two years, and, you know, there was a point where, and I will say, I was very inexperienced with relationships at this point, it was my first relationship, so I guess I didn't, like, understand all the way, and then also, we just, like, we just kept getting arguments and stuff, like, it was just, like, not great, but mm -hmm. I had to, I broke things off. I will I will say it wasn't in like the best way. And I do regret that to this day. And every so often I will apologize to him about that. And he's like, stop apologizing for that. It's okay. Like, it's fine. I'm just like, Bro, but listen, but hear me out, listen. Let me I apologize, but listen. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna interject. Stop apologizing. It's not like I sit here and text like once a week be like, Oh, well, I'm sorry for this, like no, like I'm saying if you continue to do so, stop. Yeah. I feel I still feel bad about a lot of shit that happened between me and my ex. You don't see me texting him, apologizing. Oh no, like, don't misunderstand, you know, like it's not me like hitting him up out of the blue and be like, Hey, I'm sorry, you oh, know. Okay. Like don't no, it's not no girl, no. Never in my life, no. You I'd rather die than do that. No, never in my life, no. But it'd be it'd just be like in the middle of a conversation, like we're just talking for a little bit. Oh. And i would just be like, you know what, by the way, like it's not like every time we talk either, you know, it'd be like every like ten times maybe. Well, at least you got some sense. I didn't have any, so. LMAO. But, like, I had to break things off with him because, like, I just felt like things were getting a little, a little too stagnant. And I guess, like, I didn't realize that there was, like, a honeymoon phase. And, like, after that, things, like, kind of settled down. And we we're just getting comfortable with each other. I didn't realize that. So I had to break things off with him. But I realized after that, like, I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. I had to, like, r- like, redo a lot of things. There are things that, like, certain songs I could listen to for a while. Oh, certain it's always the music. Do. Oh, my Bro, goodness. I could have watched Naruto for, like, three weeks. Like, at least. Like, certain things I just couldn't do because they remind me of this person. But, you know, like, honestly, like it hurt more remembering the things we did instead of forward. For, right. Yep. So that's why I think it is. Like, for me personally, like, I think the reason why we hold on to these things for familiarity's sake is because we remember, like, the good instead of remembering the whole. Mm-hmm. Because with nostalgia, right, if you remember, like, a cartoon you used to watch when you were a kid. You know what you normally say? Oh, I used to love that when I was a kid. Who talks about the shit that they hated when they were a kid? Exactly. Nobody. I mean, shit. like, shit. To this day, I'm going to still say my favorite part about being a kid was not paying bills. It always is. Always is. But, like, you like, if and, and free food. And free food. Absolutely. But you can't, like, sit up here and, and like if someone says they're nostalgic about something, it's never, like, negatively, you know? It's always in a positive Mm -hmm. sense, right? So when people are, I guess, familiar with something and they don't want to let it go, I think they're trying to reminisce on, like, the good things that they had instead of what they have. Guilty. And that's okay. Because a lot of, like, even, like, when I was going through the breakup with my ex, like, even though I was the one that broke it off, I was the one who's always, like, oh, but this was so fun, this was so nice, da-da-da-da-da. Even though I realized that we, ourselves, were, like, not, like, compatible anymore. Like, we kept getting into arguments, we kept talking, like, like, disagreeing with argue arguments and stuff like that. Like, it wasn't good. But I kept holding on to the good in hopes that the good would continue which I think also ties into the whole, like, influencer bit we were talking about earlier, how people will be uncomfortable posting, like, a video or a TikTok or whatever may have you, or a post in the hopes of something. Yep. And you will hold on to this relationship or f- person, whatever, in the hopes of something. Yeah. And I think we need to stop as a whole i'm not blaming any one party i'm not blaming any one person we as a whole as a collective human species need to stop doing that i'm not going to say it's easy cuz it's not i've said it before and i'll say it again rose colored lenses are one hell of a drug stream um um rose colored boy by paramour for real no free promos <laughs> Sorry, Paramore. The black community loves you, but no free promos. They're my favorite band, so I'm gonna promote them as much as I want to. You're right. Exactly, Cairo, if you're listening, love you. Listen, exactly. Listen, listen. Listen to Twisted by Cairo. MP3. Anyway, <laughs> um, available on Spotify and Apple Music. So, um, but like I said, like like I said before, rose-colored lenses are one hell of a drug. And speaking from personal experience. I've continued to see the good in people over and over again, despite how I felt about their treatment towards me. I'm not going to sit out here and say, like, they did me wrong. That's that's not the case. But I am mentally ill. I definitely probably misinterpreted some things. I might have reading that over the internet. No, because, like, you know how I'll be saying, like, are you mentally (laughs) ill? Like, (laughs) I guess I'll say that because I think that's kind of rude. I guess I'll say that to people, but, like, sorry. Like, are you fucking dumb? sorry um anyway but you know like I've definitely misinterpreted some things and you know for anybody that I've wronged over misinterpretation you know I do want to apologize over the airwaves um but rose colored lenses is pretty much just like the concept of like seeing the good in people like you know despite their red flags or like being so like smitten, or like, it maybe not a romantic sense, but just so attached to them, that you refuse to see their like their wrongdoings towards you, or like you're ignoring how they make you feel less than ideal. Yeah, because some people will say like, he doesn't call me, but, and you know the word "but" negates everything before that, or. He gave me flowers, but then he did, right. Right. So, you know, yeah. So I think that also ties into it because a lot of people, when they build relationships with someone, of course they want to see the good in them. They took the time, like they invested their time and energy, effort, in some instances, maybe money, Mm -hmm. you know, into this person. They want to believe that by their standards, they're a good person. Like you know, despite all the other stuff that they they may have done X, Y, and Z wise. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you know, that's not to fault anybody because like you know, whether platonic, romantic love is love. You're going to like you know, love being with your partner. You're gonna love being with your best friend. You're going to like if if if. Using the word love as extreme, you're gonna enjoy spending time with your friend. You know all of these things attribute you attribute to you seeing this person with rose colored lenses. Like, and I'm sorry this is the first example. Don't not all men me because I know not all men. Thank you because like shut up. Anyway, go but ahead. like you know um, you know if someone like if someone like. If a guy, you know, does like, you know, something wrong towards a girl or something and like his homies are so quick to be like, oh, like he would never like, you know, that's not him, you know, X, Y, Z, like, you know, blah, 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 like trying to like do everything in their power to defend his character. That's an example of rose colored lenses. You build a relationship with this guy or with your friend to the point where you don't believe he could do anything wrong. (laughs) <laughs> like that's an example no because like there are some people who like go to hell back then to hell and back again to defend someone who you know it's kind of like you know how you'll have like I hate to bring up like relationships again because everything's about dating or whatever but let's say you have like a guy right and he treated you poorly right but then he move, he moves on she's the next girl better you know what I mean like like I feel like at that point like I feel like that's potentially rose colored glasses for the new person unpopular opinion hold on because y'all like I, I heard this one argument that said like you know if they're, like, at a three and you're at a seven, like, they can't meet you there, you know, they get everything they can, right? And the next person might be lower than you, so they might get their needs met, right? But, like, what if the person is just, like... Here's the thing. Here's, a, here's, a, here's, a, here's what people don't understand, right? Y'all be expecting these bad habits that people have to go away. That's the part that y'all be missing, right? Like, let's say a guy cheated on somebody, right? So like let's say it's a guy and a girl, right? I'm supposed to roll so no, like gets upset, right? Let's say the girl cheated, right? She's talking to a new guy, right? And then she breaks up with her current boyfriend, dates the new guy. Right? Mm-hmm. And then they're happy blase, 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 blase. Mm-hmm. Blase blase. She's still a cheater. She is still a cheater. Mm-hmm. What makes it that she's not gonna cheat on you? Do you think the automatically goes away? No. You're still looking at her, this new partner that you have with rose-colored glasses. You are doing that, too. Hmm. I can't say I wholly agree, personally. But in this instance, it does make sense. Because, personally, I feel like, you know, if you do get a new partner, then, like, you know, you've definitely, like, evaluated them in a way that's different from your old partner to say like you know i you know consider you to be better than my last partner which is a replacement <sighs> yeah we can talk about that later a, <laughs> again different conversation for a different time but i would like to think that in most cases when you get somebody new you're like okay you're different from my old partner and you're better in this regard that made me break up with my old partner you know and that, that's at least my opinion but in, in in the example you provided, I do understand your perspective. To tie back all in, just to kind of give this nice little bow on the end, because we're almost out of time. A little bow on the skin. It seems like a lot of people they seem just to go back to what they're familiar with, because that's just what they know, and they don't really want to take the time and effort to learn something new. That's not to sit up here and say that everyone's like any kind of like negative adjective like stupid or anything like that, but it's just more it's easier, it's mm-hmm. it's less work. It's also definitely a learning experience for everybody involved. Exactly. Um, but that's pretty much all the time we have today. Um, before I have like another minute before we wrap up. I want to take this time to thank um, Siobhan for being on this episode with me. Um, I think she really provided some really good insight. And uh, it was really nice to hear your opinions on things. Do you have anything you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, just thanks for having me. Um, and if you guys haven't already, please listen to other episodes of Siobhan's podcast. I do think they're very entertaining and she talks in a way that's very familiar, very comfortable. Um, so for all you podcast regulars, you know, she's a really good addition to add to your library. When I become more active that is. Um, but thank you. She was my first guest ever to have on this podcast. So, um Woo-hoo! if you enjoy this episode, please be sure to let me know on my social media platform so then hopefully I can have more guests in the future. Um, and as always, I'm your host, Siobhan, and then join me next week for I'll be talking about more stuff. I'm feeling like I'm gonna talk about some fashion that grinds my gears next week, because Oh, you gotta bring me back! I'll definitely try to bring you back. (laughs) But as always, I'm your host, Siobhan, and next week, we'll be talking about some more stuff. Peace! Peace!